0: This episode is brought to you by Odd Mo's Pizza in Canby. Handmade, awesome pizza plus craft beer, wine, and cider delivered. Order today at 503-263-8444 or visit them online at
1: oddmoes.com. This episode is also brought to you by Canby Four Square Church. Since 1978, a place to grow, connect, and serve. Sunday services on campus and online at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Learn more at canbyfoursquare.com Welcome to Now Hear This Candy. your source for news. The threat of a possible teacher strike was avoided this week. There's a new
0: irresistibly cute creature winning over fans, and its name is Scootaloo.
2: Sports? It's like Lucy in the football. You want to kick a field goal
0: but they take it away from
2: you. We had to learn how to win. The
0: goal can't be in the last second of the game. And interesting conversations because i'm one of the strongest girls ever and i know that for a fact i just really enjoy writing gossip as if i was a bear (laughs)
2: with an old maid daughter that make the best moonshine in the coast (laughs) if it would hit me in the face i think i
0: would have died i really do it it, it... i guarantee you would have died man are you kidding me (laughs)
1: Welcome to Now Hear This Canby Podcast. I'm Tyler Clausen, and this is what's happening this week in our community. Canby's historic City Hall was one of 14 historic projects across Oregon to re- recently receive a 2023 Tomorrow Award for Excellence in Historic Preservation. The award through Restore Oregon is the state's highest honor for preservation, reuse, and revitalization of architectural and cultural sites. Canby's old city hall has been a key component in the Canby City economic redevelopment effort known as the Canby Civic Block, which has been led by Hanalog Development LLC. The estimated $800,000 rehabilitation of this historic structure was, in some ways, more challenging than constructing a new building. From unearthing antique firehouse finds to diligently restoring the interior by refurnishing hardwood floors, installing historic light fixtures, and replicating historic wood doors and windows, great care was taken to preserve the character of the building in a way that supports future use as a retail space. The renovation was guided by historians working with experienced local artisans and contractors. The entire team was committed to quality and to ensuring that their work would last for generations. Canby City Hall was built in 1939 by Public Work Administration, part of Congress's and President Franklin Delano Roosevelt's Great Depression-era New Deal. The building was one of 330 projects across the country funded by the PWA that year, only seven of which were in Oregon. Originally named the Holly Street City Hall, Camby City Hall was designed by architects George Howell Jones and Harold D. Marsh, both of whom had studied architecture at Oregon State College and the Massachusetts Institute of Technology before returning to their native Portland. Camby City Hall was identified for preservation as an example of a colonial revival style civic building with funding for the project coming in part by a grant from Oregon Heritage administered by Restore Oregon. A father of two and manager at a Clackamas County ski park was killed in a bicycle versus car crash on Timberline Highway this week. He was cycling along an Oregon highway when he was struck and killed by a vehicle. Mark Hendrickson, a 48-year-old mountain manager at Mount Hood Ski Bowl, was reportedly riding his bike about a half a mile from Timberline Lodge at 7.40 a.m. Saturday, August 5th, when he was struck by a Hyundai Tucson that police say failed to yield during a left turn on State Route 173. Hendrickson was sent flying off his bike, troopers said. He was found unresponsive on the road and died at the scene. The driver of the Tucson, 71-year-old Emilio Tucson of Salem, was not injured and has not been charged in the incident, though it remains under investigation. Hendrickson was a beloved member of his community and worked as a mountain manager for Mount Hood Ski Bowl for four years. The resort wrote in August 6 Facebook post. He exuded greatness and strived for excellence, while at the same time gaining respect from everyone who he came in contact with. Mark not only made Mount Hood Ski Bowl a better place to work and visit, he made all of us better people, the resort said. We at Mount Hood Ski Patrol share this with heavy heart and sadness, a friend, Bill Hoff, wrote on Facebook. Please pray for him and his family, a great man, a mountain operations manager. He will be missed, but always remembered. He is survived by his wife and two sons, the resort said. A GoFundMe was created to help support his grieving family. Three people died Wednesday night when the driver of the car they were in attempted to cross railroad tracks near Jervis and was struck by a Union Pacific freight train, according to Marion County Sheriff's Office. The crash occurred at 7 p.m. at the railroad crossing on Northeast Keene Road. The deceased have been identified as Caterino Hernandez-Guzman, 31 years old, Francisco Lopez, 33 years old, Jesus Carrera Avendano, 22 years old, and a 26-year-old passenger, Anselmo Caballero Herrera, was flown to an area hospital. Police said investigators determined the 2002 Honda driven by Guzman was traveling west on a farm access road when it attempted to cross the railroad tracks. There was no indication of drugs or alcohol in There are stop signs at the tracks, police said, but the driver failed to obey the traffic control device. If you've driven down Highway 213 this summer, you may have seen the 1926 Karras Schoolhouse on blocks in the south parking lot of a school. To save the building affectionately known at, to the locals as the White Building from demolition, a local nonprofit, the Friends of the Karras Historic Schoolhouse, contracted with Wolf House and building movers to move the building. The nonprofit's mission is to relocate the historic schoolhouse to nearby Evans Farms and restore it as a community gathering place. However, the move recently got more complicated. On June 30th, the Friends of the Karis Historic Schoolhouse and Canby School District staff watched enthusiastically as the building slowly made its 300-foot trek to the other side of the parking lot at Karis Elementary. The move was necessary to allow the district's bond-funded construction work on the school's parking lot to move forward. However, after three weeks of planning the second phase of the move to Evans Farms, the friends received some unfortunate news. The schoolhouse could not be moved down Highway 213. Just as Wolf House and building movers rode in wearing shining armor in June of this year to save the schoolhouse from demolition, the company made a suggestion that would once again save the day what if we move the building across the fields the plan proved to be workable but it would not be easy or cheap the new challenges include determining the best route through the fields getting permission from property owners building multiple gravel ramps and to get it on and off the schoolyard removing a light coordinating with PGE and various communication line companies to drop wires twice, once at Karis Road and a few days later at Lola Road. And all this work still needed to happen before August 11th, given that the school district had given the deadline to remove the building from their property so parking lot construction could wrap up prior to the start of the new school year. All these additional steps... Have increased the cost of saving the building by at least $35,000. However, plans are solidified. The schoolhouse made its trek through the field to the school's west entrance Monday, August 7th, and the move across Karras Road is slated for Monday, August 14th. Many community members have been incredibly supportive, nonprofits officials say. The Canby School District has been flexible in allowing the building to stay a few extra days on the property. The district and canby excavation staff have given much of their time and efforts to coordinating with the friends and the wolf team to make this move happen. The final piece of saving the white building is fundraising. The friends report that they have secured $75,000 in donations, which covers half the cost of moving the building. So many in the community have already generously donated, says Chris Ritter. President of the Friends Nonprofit, and we are hopeful that as more people learn about the work we're doing, they will pitch in to save the local landmark and be part of the efforts to turn the schoolhouse into a community space for all to enjoy. To learn more, make a tax-deductible donation, or volunteer to help, visit Schoolhouse.org. A Clackamas County Sheriff's deputy has arrested a woman who drove a car that was reportedly stolen and found shelter for the four furry passengers inside of it. According to authorities, 47-year-old Tara Marie Cornell was driving a Toyota Camry southbound on southeast 82nd Avenue near Happy Valley just after midnight on Thursday, August 3rd. The Clackamas County Sheriff's Office said the car didn't have a front license plate and the back license plate didn't match the vehicle's identification number. Additionally, officers said the car had plastic covering in place of multiple missing rear windows. According to CCSO, the driver told deputies that the vehicle belonged to a friend, but dispatchers said that it had been reported stolen out of Tigard earlier in June. Cornell was arrested on charges of unauthorized use of a vehicle and unlawful possession of a controlled substance. The Sheriff's Office reported deputies transported the suspect to Clackamas County Jail. Officials said the four dogs found inside the vehicle were recovered by a friend of Cornell's. Tyler, what you doing? My dang Wi-Fi keeps going out. And uh, I'm just trying to move this router somewhere else, to get a better signal. It's been years since I set this thing up, and now I forgot how to do it. Oh, years, huh? How many years are we talking? I don't
0: know, like seven or eight, maybe. Well, no wonder your Wi-Fi stinks. You got a router that's older than my fourth grader. Stuck behind a bunch of stuff at the back of your entertainment center. But this is state-of-the-art router systems, bro. It might have been when you bought it, but Wi-Fi technology has progressed a lot since then. Think about it, would you expect an eight-year-old smartphone to be able to do the things that a modern one can? I don't know,
1: my iPhone 4 seems to do okay. So are you saying to go out and buy a new system? That's gonna cost me a fortune. Not
0: necessarily. You have Direct Link, right? Didn't you hear that they're upgrading their network? All members on Fiber can get a brand new router installed by their techs for free. What? Seriously? Are you sure that's not some sort of scam? Nope, it's just their commitment to their members as a local cooperative. Everyone that hasn't already been upgraded this year gets a new Wi Fi router and access to the new network management mobile app called Omni IQ. You can use it to customize your network settings, use some parental controls to set time limits and content restrictions for kids create a separate network for guests and more.
1: <laughs> I better get going on that then. So, uh, how do I get started with the process? Just call the member
0: services team at 503-266-8111, 503-266-8111 and tell them you'd like to upgrade to Omni. They'll get you scheduled for an appointment and one of their expert technicians will come out to install the new router at no cost to you. Okay, number
1: 266 266-8111. Uh, hey, uh, hello. Directly, I'm, I'm ready to upgrade to Omni All right now.
0: <laughs> wow, that iPhone 4 does work. all right well we are out here at canby high school on a beautiful august evening yep uh for canby football practice with the uh you're in your fourth or fifth year fifth co- year fifth, now. Year, fifth
2: year so head
0: coach of the canby high school football team jimmy joyce how are you doing uh, i'm coach?
2: doing well how are you guys yeah
0: yeah hanging in there yeah, yeah it's a nice day for football it is it's not too <laughs> hot not
2: too cold so it's been pretty good yeah. so yeah
0: yeah uh, why don't you tell us just a little bit about what you're working on this week? And when we've we've been watching a little bit, looks like things
2: are coming along nicely. Yeah, you know, we've been uh, we're coming out of a two week break that we've kind of been on. Yeah. Uh, just kind of you know getting the kids a little bit of a break throughout the summer, um, after you know about a month and a half of pretty strenuous workouts. And Is that based around the heat
0: or just based on? No, yeah, yeah. we
2: get a. There's a state mandate that you have to give a week off, okay. and so it's for this whole state. And I think it's important to give families an opportunity to get away. Yeah, uh, guys are winding up ba- summer baseball. You call it family week, right? We call it family yeah, yeah. week. Yeah, and uh, we we allow kids to come in if they want to work out and everything like that. But uh, we think it's important just to give families an opportunity to get away. Uh, one of the big questions that we always get is when is a good time to take a family vacation in yeah. the summer? Well, we got you two weeks right, right here right. Uh, before Without we get my going. kid
0: losing his starting spot. Exactly.
2: <laughs> and so right now we're in, we're in camp. We're in our uh, – we call it Cougar Camp. Uh, and then we uh, put helmets on on Monday and we're uh, about a week and a half out from our jamboree
0: nice 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 well obviously out. we want to talk football but mm-hmm. I'm just curious what you think um you couldn't help but notice the new building out there yeah taking shape around you as you've been working throughout the summer what's it, that been it's like it's
2: been pretty cool I yeah. mean like I mean we were out here last summer when they were tearing everything down so yeah. now to watch it all build back up uh it's pretty cool and uh you know it's supposed to be ready by football season and we open at home this year so hopefully that uh September 1st it's going to be looking pretty uh, nice and shiny to around here. it throw you a little bit? Because you get used to
0: the skyline. And... It does. I mean, it kind
2: of like, I mean, I remember coming out here for years and seeing the old agricultural building right there. So yeah. That thing. And so that So having that gone is going to be very weird. But it's going to be nice to be able to walk out to the field uh, in a in a direct line and not have to take a <laughs> Weave little Weave bit... around. Yeah. <laughs> we've been taking Magellan routes from our classrooms into the field for a long time. Right. So Marco, it's going to be pretty nice. Paulo. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Cool. Um, well, let's uh, just recap last season a little bit um obviously you know I know you hate the term rebuilding but yeah. we were in a, we were replacing a three year starter quarterback mm-hmm. and, and revamping a little bit um and of course injury bug as always yeah. uh, changes plans throughout the season but overall a really good season
2: Yeah it was a good season I mean I don't think it it didn't meet the standards that we set for ourselves yeah. but at the same time I mean it showed where we come how far we've come that yeah. you know having a 6 and 4 season or a 5 and 4 season was kind of a letdown in a way. Right. Um, you know, we started off great, you know, starting off three and zero with yeah. some great wins over playoff teams and two, six yeah. a opponents. Um, and then, you know, just it, the nature of football is it's a contact sport yeah. and you're going to get injuries. It's yeah. just part of the game. And yeah. uh, we got snake bit a little bit and you know, we can point to those all you want. We didn't have a huge team last year. We didn't. Uh, we were young. Yeah. So that was the thing about it. We yeah. knew that. I mean, in terms of size, not it, in terms of numbers. Yeah. In terms of numbers. We were yeah. good. Yeah, Yeah. numbers are good, but size-wise, we're not a very big team. Yeah. And what ended up really happening is, you know, when you lose a guy like Tyler Canold in week three, after week three, things are going to be different. Uh, Yeah. And because he is such an elite football player um, that things had to change a little bit. And. You know, I always said that week four last year was one of the craziest weeks (laughs) I've ever been around. We lost eight offensive starters in week three. Yeah. I got COVID and didn't get around to the team until Thursday. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. It was was just a strange week, and we're playing one of the top three teams in the state. Yeah. Not good for our self-esteem. But the thing that was nice about last year was we were so young that we were able to find depth. Yeah. And we that was something that we had talked about going into the season that we didn't really have a lot of was right. depth or proven depth. We right. knew we had the players. Right. We knew we had young guys that were ready to take the next step, but it we didn't more know. If, hypothetical. Yeah. It's something, <laughs> that, you know, it's like well, hopefully we don't have to use it. Yeah. But what we were able to do is we were able to find a lot of depth last year. Yeah. And guys moving around really stepped up. Guys like Parker Ackerman yeah. and stuff. Playing. Four different positions. He didn't
0: play last year. line, I think that was it.
2: And he's even told me he could play line if we need him. Yeah. Uh, But it was really nice to see, you know, we were able to get, um, you know, we were able to find that depth late in the year, get some of our injured guys back. It's just, you know, I look at it and we can say, you know, the injuries that caused it, but we also didn't, I think, perform our best towards the last two games of the season uh, when we started getting healthy again. Um, And that's on me. And, you know, we're looking forward, though, to this year. We got, we return an amazing amount of starters coming into the fall and yeah. we're pretty excited about what we got coming back
0: yeah yeah we went from um and and uh gosh i get my ears mixed up but in 21 uh, graduating a, a huge 21 senior class. seniors yeah yeah to last uh, year to a very small senior class. 13
2: seniors and of those 13 only about a handful a had actually had played football right. four years yeah
0: yeah um yeah, absolutely. Because I, I remember senior night was a was smaller very small, group. than very small, yeah. to
2: see. And it's going to be a very large one this year. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, Tyler Canold coming yeah. back. Um, let's talk about him in a second. I want to come back to what you were talking about with the depth and everything, mm-hmm. uh, where for years, for decades, Canby was sort of – Canby football sort of had this identity of being very physical, you know, punching the mouth yeah. uh, with the run game. To uh, especially last year, we really saw an identity where there was a ton of versatility. Yeah. Um, And you really had uh, five or six kids in the starting offensive line that could throw, catch, run. It was it was it was a
2: committee. (laughs) Yeah. And that's really what it was. I mean, we ended up we started three guys at quarterback last year. Yeah. Started four guys at running back. Yeah. uh, Up front, we started. I think it was. I think we eleven different offensive linemen. Yeah. Um, I never did the statistics on the wide receivers, but we started a lot of guys on wide receiver, so it was a committee. I mean, that's really what it was. Yeah. A lot of those guys also played some defense, and so right. it was a situation where you always talk about you have to be a little bit of a Swiss Army knife. Yeah, and we found guys who were Swiss Army knives and kind of you know played out of position, played mm-hmm. in you know played in uncomfortable positions for yeah. themselves. And you know, it was just it was good to see. It's frustrating as a coach because. Yeah. You saw early in the year what we felt that we could, have, we we could be when we can slaughter guys in the proper positions, but you know that's the nature of high school football. Yeah. It's just like we don't get to recruit our players, right? We don't get to pay our players, <laughs> right? And uh, so you know we have to find, you know we 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 find the holes for them to fill, yeah. And uh, that was the, I mean that was the bright point of the year for me. I yeah. think that we 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 saw guys find positions and find homes,
0: yeah. Yeah, um, so Tyler, let's come back to him. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, an incredible talent, uh, as you mentioned last yeah. year, missed four four games with half the season and yeah. still led led the league in rushing. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> and
2: only played in four and a half games. Yeah, and that's he. He's a kid that's you know very you know like I said. I mean, there's not too many other things you can say about him yeah. other than that he's well. For,
0: I mean, even jack of all trades, really, from that position. Yeah. I mean, plays that position primarily of running yep. back, but. Um, uh, can do a lot of different things yeah. and get his yardage in a lot of different ways. Yeah, lights. he's yeah. a guy
2: that's very versatile. I think he uh, threw a couple times. Uh, I don't know if he's thrown, <laughs> Okay, but, uh, <laughs> he will tell you he can throw, but yeah. I, have to, okay. I still have to get him out there to see. <laughs> um... He, uh, you know, he's a guy that can just play a little bit of everything. He's yeah. just a football player. That's yeah. how I say he's kind of a throwback kid. Um, you know, on offense, like I said, he's been our primary back now for two years. Yeah, uh, he's gone over two thousand yards as, in his career, which is insane yeah. in this modern era of football. Yeah. yeah. Uh, especially, I mean, that's those are old wing T numbers when you have a back get right. two thousand yards in in two years. Right. And he's probably going to go over three thousand yards in a career, and that's something that's pretty special. Um, you know, he's. You know, you can say so much about him, but then you also look at him when he does on defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, he yeah. started as a corner, he, as a sophomore, he's played an incredible safety. defensive player. Yeah, yeah. he's going to play some linebacker for us this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just a guy that we can plug in and we know we're going to get the best out of him yeah. in any position. And, you know, he's just a kid that, you know, he's going to play at the next level. And whoever, whoever gets him is going to yeah. be pretty impressed
0: yeah. and pretty lucky. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are we looking at for quarterback?
2: This quarterback, year? you know, I think we're going to see kind of a situation last year and where that depth came from. Okay. You know, Gage Millar comes back after yeah. tearing his ACL in right. Week 3. Right. Uh, Parker Ackerman comes back, you know, our Swiss Army Knife, who's going to play. Like I said, we've already talked about him. He's yeah. going to play every position probably on the field except line. Yeah. Um, and then we have uh, Kellen Oliver right. who ended up starting four games for us last year as a sophomore who we did not have slated at the start no. any games we felt that he was going to get a good year on JV get his feet wet get some get some confidence and then be ready to, be to compete this year for a starting job and then looking into his senior year but he's a kid that came out last he year and just a lot re- of maturity. showed a ton of maturity he has a little bit of swagger about him that's yeah. really that kids gravitate to Yeah uh, so we're really we're really fortunate about it I you know we look at using Parker a lot as kind of like a wildcat quarterback. He's going to get, you know, fifteen to twenty snaps a game, a quarterback, and when he's not playing slot, running back, or wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, and then Gage is going to get the, and then we probably see Gage and uh, Kellen probably splitting a lot of time this year and see how it goes and going with the hot hand during the you know, yeah. each game. And yeah. that what proved last year could be different. Um, You know, in the first game that, you know, we saw Gage kind of take it over a little bit. and second game, the same thing. But Parker really kind of stepped up in a lot of those other games. And Parker played last year pretty hurt, pretty banked up. Right. So it's something that, uh, you know, all three are going to get plenty of playing time at at quarterback this year. Yeah,
0: yeah. And where you have three uh, quarterbacks that that all have – Pretty different styles yeah. and approaches to the game. Uh, do you look at that sort of situationally and matchup wise? Maybe yeah, if it fits better? It
2: could be a situation like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, Gage can be a little bit of a dual threat guy. Yeah. Uh, Kellen is that more of a pocket passer, yeah. and then you know Parker's just the guy that can make stuff happen. Yeah, he's I you know Parker's the kind of kid that he sees this, he sees the field very well. He can make he can make plays with his feet and his arms. Yeah, and so that's why we kind of see him as kind of that dual threat kind of guy and kind of building packages around him. Yeah, yeah. Um, overall, what's your outlook going into the next season? You know, we're pretty excited. Like I said, we got a lot of depth coming back. You know, last year, like I said, when we lost Tyler. Uh, Taylor Fanning case Stepped in And yeah. running back uh, Parker came back at, at running back So we really feel like We have three Very quality backs And we also have Some younger guys That are going to Step into varsity roles For Was the first Taylor time Taylor a freshman Taylor's, year? Year? Taylor's a sophomore A sophomore. So okay. He's going to be a junior This yeah. year um, A wide receiver Yeah uh, You know at, Well start with Tight end Andy Souls He's yeah. a three year starter uh, Just one of the best leaders I've ever been around As a mm. coach um, Has shown tremendous ability Yeah This off season uh, He's going to start a Linebacker and tight end For us mm-hmm. uh, Like I said He's a kid that A lot of people Already know about But a lot of people Are going to know about After after this year Because of just yeah. The work that he's put Into himself And just making himself Better and his teammates Better Yeah. Um, then Jackson Doman Comes back He's a junior uh, You know he's already considered by many to be one of the top recruits in the state in his class. He's got an offer from BYU on the table already. Um, What positions? Wide receiver, uh, outside linebacker, tight end type of kid. Uh, He's a different kid. Uh, than he was last year. I mean, yeah. he's, he's been on varsity since he was a freshman and I've always, I've always kind of liked him to a baby horse. Like he's still getting his feet. I mean, you just yeah. see him, you're like, that's a thoroughbred, right? but he's still learning how to gallop and he's yeah. learning how to do so some stuff. A little stuff. gangly. Yeah. yeah. And now he is a thoroughbred. He's a yeah. kid that out there, he's playing with a ton of confidence. He's attacking the football, running great routes. And so we're really excited to see what we do with him. Uh, I out of I, I, I wide out Cohen Hall One of the fastest yeah. kids In the state Yeah Coming back after an Injury plague season Last year He yeah. missed pretty much The entire season With the exception Of maybe two to three games Yeah um, Yeah
0: he's really dynamic Dynamic
2: uh, Big play kind of yeah. guy uh, Liam Steele Is a really just Quality receiver That can just make plays mm-hmm. uh, We got a transfer in From Putnam This yeah. year Uh, Jackson Heath who was uh, first team all league last year and he's a junior and we're really excited about how he's kind of molded into our system and seeing what he's been able to do Uh, so we feel on the perimeter that we actually have some guys that can make some plays if you've seen us over the last few years the one place where we just the depth hasn't really been there even in our deep playoff run Uh, a few years ago was wide receiver we obviously had you know I remember Joe Brockmiller out there at times being our only isolated receiver and that (laughs) was tough and then we got Joe's little brother coming in now Jack Brockmiller who I think could be by the time he's a senior one of the top recruits in the state of Oregon I really do I think he's that dynamic wow um So we got a lot of kids that are coming in, and it's just going to be a good year. It's a good blend of old and young. Yeah. Uh, Up front, you got Gideon Noss coming back, who's a really, you know, his second team all all league, both sides of the ball last year. Yeah. you got guys like Tegan Troutman, uh, who played marginally last year, right. who kind of later in the year obviously played a lot more because of injury, but the, has, the line was one place
0: you had to hugely rebuild when that senior did, class graduated. Because we, we had one of the best lines in the state we that did, year. Yeah. And
2: it was it was all seniors. <laughs> it was all seniors. And it was all seniors. And so <laughs> Which is a double edged sword. Yeah. And so but we got and the good news about it is the guys that we have coming back this year, we, we're gonna get them for two or three years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um Tegan Troutman, like I said, is you know, I kinda like him to him a little bit. Um, you know, like... He's he's very dynamic Like I said He's a kid As a freshman You can see potential Yeah uh, Now as he's going Into his junior year He's running a four He's running a sub Four nine forty As a big man That's, wow, that's, that's incredible. huge yeah. And so I'm really looking For him to develop Even more Gideon Noss Like I said Is going to be huge um, Jarrett Kelly Is going to be A sophomore That's going to get The start probably Up yeah. at one of the Guard positions uh, Then Brady Ackerman Who's going to make His second uh, second year Starting as a junior At center I think Brady Is a really Quality center And and He's also going to see a lot of time a linebacker as well. Yeah, yeah,
0: awesome. Um, just looking at the the schedule and mm-hmm. and the um, our league this year. What, mm-hmm. what are some of the games that stand out for you?
2: Well, you know, I think obviously we start the year off here. We get a, a you know. A, a Playoff team from last year in Mountain View who mm-hmm. we went to Ben last year and played them in a really tight game Yeah, uh, luckily we got out of there with a victory uh, So they're gonna be looking to come back be- come down here. They're gonna have something like almost 30 seniors on their mm-hmm. team So it's a really senior heavy team. They're gonna be one of the top teams in the state in 5a uh, Then we go we we take the trip over to Oregon City. Oregon City's got a new coach I think they're you know, they got some really quality athletes. They were yeah. young last year um, So that's gonna be a great game uh, We got Beaverton my alma mater coming here in week three uh before we a
0: couple 6a teams again yeah yeah
2: and then we go to Southridge or mm. no Southridge will come here the next week so that's gonna be good and then we really get into our or no we go to Bend that's right and so mm. Bend's gonna be another quality team then we get into our league where we get Southridge coming here and then we get our split schedule after that where we got uh Centennial Putnam and uh Hood River okay to get it out and you know the whole goal is to try to get to that week uh week nine championship game and get into the playoffs and go from
0: there. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Tyler, did you know that the Australian lyrebird can mimic any sound that it hears? Even chainsaws? No. That's uh, super interesting. Did you know that a baby puffin is called a puffling? Uh, Or that baby sea otters can't swim, so their moms wrap them up in pieces of kelp until they learn how to paddle. Wait. Wait. Do you know any trivia
1: that isn't like animal
0: related? Not really, but here's some stuff you may not know about the Wild Hair Saloon, where Cambie goes to eat and have fun. Okay. The Wild Hair is one of Cambie's longest-running locally-owned restaurants. Owners Joan and Darren Moden have been in business for 16 years. That's cool. Yeah, heck, you were just a baby back then. I and, wait. What? And they love to give back. They've been members of the Cambie Chamber for that long, and they donate over twenty thousand dollars to local sports, FFA programs, and civic organizations each. Year.
1: wow i'm legitimately like caught off that's cool
0: yeah they also support more than 30 jobs in the community through their award-winning staff some of them as young as 18 hey that's older than you are
1: uh dude i'm te- i'm 10 months younger than you
0: with, with the days getting longer and the weather getting warmer the Canby wild hairs expansive outdoor patio is the place to be furry friends welcome
1: Well, that sounds great. I'm going to go check them out just off of Highway 99E next to the Space Age in Canby at 1656 Beaver Creek Road in Oregon City or on their website at thewildhairsaloon.net.
0: Um, what are some of the uh, tougher teams in our league? You think?
2: Uh, you know, uh, you know, Wilsonville, obviously. There, yeah. you know, we're really hoping that we get them in Week Nine because yeah. you know we really miss that rivalry. Yeah. That's the one thing about the split schedule that I think. I talking to their coach, he totally agrees that you know we felt like we had something kind of special starting, yeah, and it was kind of taken away right, from us, right? Um, so we're really looking. <laughs> yeah, that to was get, a shame. Yeah, yeah, we're really looking to get that back, and we know that going forward, that's going to come back. Um,
0: I think you got some guys on the team that would really love uh, having a shot at those guys. Yes, exactly.
2: (laughs) And so we're really excited about that. Um, You know, Putnam, obviously, last year had a really good year, so they're going to be a really good team. Um, Southridge, you know, really, I think, feels kind of like we did. We mm-hmm. did enough to get into the playoffs, just kind of fell a little bit short. Yeah. So, I think our league, you know, is it, it's pretty strong. Hood River Valley is a, is a team that you, you can't overlook. They're, yeah. they're a really sneaky, good football team. So yeah. We're really excited about the prospects and, you know, our goal is just to be playing football in November. Yeah, so.
0: yeah. awesome. Um, I know, and we've talked about this before, uh, Coach, usually when we sit down um, that there are things that you and the coaching staff really try to um, instill in the guys and kind of talk to The guys each season that are sort of not even specifically football related, but character development, leadership type stuff. Anything like that you're kind of focusing on this year?
2: the biggest thing this year is for our guys is you know and i and i think this goes back to us as coaches that we didn't do a good enough job with last year is preparing for success yeah preparing for success in life not just on the football field and you know i talked to the kids last night is you know if you pray for something or you dream for something you got to prepare for it yeah because it might come true right and when it comes to true you got to be ready for it <laughs> yeah and i think you know even going back to 2021 after that first playoff win and we get into the second round we're in the semifinals and stuff like that and people are like looking around a little wide-eyed and right. stuff, you know, the expectation is to be there. Right. So prepare to be there. Don't, don't be, you know, surprise. starstruck. Yeah. A surprise. So <laughs> that's something we're really working on. Yeah. You know, we're working on trying to also just be in that idea that you got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. This is a game that's not comfortable. Yeah. You, you hit people. You, yeah. you wear, you wear 10 pounds of equipment. Yeah. It's hot. And then it gets really cold and then it gets wet. So being uncomfortable and not letting that distract you. That's what we're going to do actually in here in this gym here in the next, you know 10 minutes or so we're gonna you know work out in here mm. um it's kind of where the air conditioning is now on in this gym so it's oh, not as uncomfortable as it, it used to be, to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah not as uncomfortable <laughs> as it used to be but uh you know we're really excited just about this season yeah. and this group of guys because this, this the one thing about this group is it's is a very high character cl- senior class yeah it's going to be it's 23 to 24 seniors when it's all said and done um and it's just a group of cl- it's a it's a group of kids that that came in during COVID and have continued to work throughout COVID and have just improved immensely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What impact do you think that had on them as young men?
2: Uh, You know what?
0: Or does it remain to be seen? It it remains to be seen. (laughs)
2: But, you know, the thing is that I I was talking with my wife the other day. It shows how resilient people are in a way that our lives got flipped, turned upside down for two years almost yeah. and a lot and these kids too and, the, and i'm just speaking of athletics right now um you know when you're so used to that seasonal activity of it's spring it's baseball well a lot of these trek. kids
0: that grew up here and even i mean yeah. some folks listening to this recognize the names of generations yes. of kids that have, have played and grew up here and played in canby athletics over the decades. um but they've they've prepared their whole lives for stuff yeah. like this and then talked i'm gonna be aj you know yeah. I'm to be yeah. yeah
2: exactly and i mean this is the scene this is the freshman class that i remember the first day being told that we can work out and we can do practices without a football yeah, and everything yeah. like that that were out on that now it's turf but it, was, it was yeah. really grass and watching them just run line drills yeah and stuff like that and not knowing what we really had yeah but because you couldn't really, you couldn't evaluate anybody, and then watching them play a six-game season as uh, go undefeated, I think they went undefeated as freshmen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, you know, I they're a resilient bunch, yeah. and you, you wouldn't know that they went through two years of a global pandemic. Um, right. But you know, it, it shows in their character because they're just high-character kids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last thing I ask
0: you about, coach, is um, I know that co- you're in Cougar Card season. Going
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, to tell people about that? Yeah, Do you know. You
2: know It's our biggest fundraiser of the year. It's expensive to run a football program. That's what I always tell people, especially this year. Because if you come out here, you notice that our numbers have improved every year. When I first got here, we were at 65. Mm -hmm. We're at 130 now. Yeah. Um, You know, helmets and everything that goes along with that. This year, we ended up having to basically purchase or go through a lease process for 65 helmets Mm. because we just have that many kids coming out and we want them in the best equipment right so cougar cars they're a great deal this year i think it's really cool because the company that did them really made an impact or made an effort to try to make everything local yeah so it's almost all local businesses here in the canby area there's a few just on the outskirts of town but almost every uh everything's right here in town and uh yeah 25 dollars. kids are gonna be selling until next friday and uh we appreciate your support of the program.
0: Yeah, how can uh, people get them? Uh, 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 kid like I said, kids find a family. that fan, has a find football, a family. We got a lot of them. We got a lot
2: of them. If if you ever need one, though, you obviously contact the school, and they yeah. can always take them too. We, I, it's so funny. I, I, at other schools that I've been at, we've always sold these cards, and it's a pain, and it's hard, and you don't do it, you don't do too well here. They sell great. Oh yeah. And I ended up uh, every year that I've been here. I have had someone contact me in December to make sure. Can I get some Cougar cards for stocking stuffers? <laughs> oh yeah, so there you go. It's it's cool. Yeah,
0: no, I and I, I, you know, and I barely know some of the kids. Yeah. And I got like several texts like, "Hey, Mister Tyler, will you you know yeah. buy my Cougar card?" And the first one I went to, it already sold out of of his. Yeah, they they,
2: so. they doing really well. <laughs> do it, it, it was it was it was one of the biggest shocks of my life when I came here and people were like, "No, they actually sell cards here." I'm yeah. Like, really? Because yeah. It was like pulling teeth. Where yeah. I was from,
1: no, so. no, people
0: love the Cougar cards. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to no, talk about okay. know,
2: like i said we're really excited uh we're you know we got our jamboree here in two and a half weeks yeah when does the season start september 1st oh, right fine. here and we got a lot of cool stuff coming in yeah at, uh, it's nice to have the season opener at home it is it always it makes everything because the better.
0: weather turns ugly so fast yeah, exactly well last year that was the other thing too. <laughs> you, you, get, you
2: get like two good weeks yeah so we're really excited hopefully all the construction's done and yeah. uh, everyone can just have some fun yeah awesome thanks coach Appreciate no it. no problem anytime
0: Hey, I'm AJ, I'm your uh, local Oddmo's franchise owner. I'm Mike, co-founder of Oddmo's. And we're the hosts of The Odd Pod, a podcast about life in the pizza industry. We're gonna have on some franchisees. We're gonna have some different vendors on. We're gonna get a snapshot of what goes on behind the scenes in the, the pizza world.
1: Don't forget to tell them about the sports. Their sports. And the crazy wacky pizza that we have every Wednesday that we create. And we also have a special guest every week as well. And I'm Gage, Odd Pod's senior sports analyst. Gage, who gave you that title? Me. Oh boy. Find us on Spotify and Apple Music and the Podbean. Now Hear This Canby is produced by me, Tyler Clawson. Our content director and star reporter is Tyler Frankie, And of course, our show is edited by Cameron Clawson. We also feature the vocal talents of Joy Strube and James Walden. So a round of applause to them. The song that you're hearing right now is Canby by singer-songwriter Olivia Harms, used with her permission. To find more work from her, you can visit her website, Olivia13.com. Now Hear This canby is dedicated to preserving independent local journalism and redefining local news with our fun, fresh, and energetic brand of storytelling. Our sincere thanks to our local sponsors who make this show possible. Please show your appreciation by supporting the small businesses who support us. The production of Now Hear This Studios, canby's locally owned, full-service audio, video, and media production company. Our mission is to produce the best content in the universe, and we'd love to help you do it. Find us online at nhtstudios.com. I will take a motion to adjourn. (laughs) I
0: just moved it. I didn't
1: even ask for it, though. (laughs)